on today's episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. Doubt, like, is this really not going to happen for me? So then I, you know, doubt came up. So then I gave doubt a voice. I let doubt come out. And the, I can feel it now. It's the bringing it up, the giving it a voice and letting it pass through me. Mm. Because if I say, no, I'm not angry. No, I'm not frustrated. No, I don't feel doubt. I'm lying to myself. This episode is sure to deliver stimulating conversations and aha moments that may give you a fresh perspective. If any moment made your soul vibrate, please leave us a review and let us know if we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe and visit BlackGirlsGettingTheirShiftTogether.com to access exclusive offers and coaching packages. The coaching packages include clarity calls, VIP one-on-one exclusive coaching, and my absolute favorite, the Tribe Vibes. The Tribe Vibe is a twist on ladies' night, focusing on self-care for black women with a holistic approach. Welcome to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. I'm your host, Ursula, a transformation life coach and mental health and wellness advocate. This is a safe space for amazing Black women to share open, honest dialogue about mental health and wellness, self-care, self-love, and basically how to get our shift together. Let's tune in to this week's episode. For the queen, sisters manifesting their dreams. Get your cream by any means and being with self-esteem. Beauty supreme and booty walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh? Brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate, sun-kissed goddess, heavenly order. Levitate, tribe of Ashanti, black girl magic, melanin popping, whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure, you got to love a black girl getting a shift together, black girls are getting a shift together, these black girls getting a shift together, man, these black girls are getting a shift together, these black girls getting a shift together, dog. Hello, Alta. Hey, I'm over here smiling like you're just so sweet. <laughs> How are you? I am doing well. I'm I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Um, I'm just going to give you all a little backstory. Right before we went on, we had a beautiful grounding session. And you're going to see the calmness that comes from this sister, the peace just exudes just like that sunburst behind her that's real people it's real <laughs> I love it. We uh, did. and it felt beautiful <laughs> and side note when i go to your healing circles which we'll talk about at the end i always fixate on that sunburst behind mm. you and i meant to ask you like do you place that there just or is just you this there but I always fixate on that all the time. Really? I do from that day makes one. Me so 
happy. I painted this. Um, Did you really? Intention. Yeah. Like, and there's so much energy went into this painting. And it, it looks, you know, like just the circle. But I've noticed that people feel it. Like you can feel the energy. But I painted it for this exact purpose, for it to be behind me when I'm in sessions with clients and stuff. Wow. Well, okay. Well, it works. Cause even when I see you on different streams, mm-hmm. I always zero in on it. Always. Yeah, I love that. I won't take it down. <laughs> no, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do I was it. actually going to swap it out for another one, but I think I'll leave it alone. <laughs> no, it looks great. It does. Thank you. Well, I wanted to share with everyone how Alta and I met. We met on Erica Warren. She's another coach, but Erica, and she's another co-host when you all see me stream on Instagram. But Erica is the host of Dope Discussions Live. And she had the most amazing stream. And Alta and I both were guests. And that's how we met. Yes, 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 yes. Perfect timing. Yes. Perfect timing. And I love that, like what you shared the other day, that we were both energetically attracted to one another. Um, Yes. I'm just so thankful that we listened to that. It's real. Yeah. It's a real thing. (laughs) But can you tell the people about yourself, um, how you started to become a coach? And then we're going to get right into the meat and potatoes. My favorite thing. (laughs) Um, So, Hi. Uh, I am Alta Gracia Felix, and I am an intuitive trauma coach. And I specialize in creating spaces for women to come and experience healing. I was going to say heal, but that's a process and that's a journey and it doesn't happen in one sitting. But to start to experience this journey in a different way um, through my circles, as you mentioned, through my healing circles, but also through one-on-one coaching, which I also offer. Mm -hmm. And I started to do this because it started from anger. (laughs) It started from anger. I was really frustrated with um, what I was seeing for young mothers in the neighborhood that I was living in. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, you know, don't they see that they can do more? Don't they see that they can have more? Don't they want more? Like, Mm. this isn't the end. Like, why are they living? Like, this is it. I'm so frustrated. And I was like, okay, instead of being angry, what can I do to change the problem? Like, what can I do to change the problem? And so then I spent, this was in a 2000 and towards the end of 2017, beginning of 2018, when this episode happened, I was sitting on my porch. I remember it vividly like vividly the moment. And then I decided to just start doing research. I was actually started looking into nonprofits and what would it look like for me to start a nonprofit, mm-hmm. um, you know, and spent some time doing research on that. And then I discovered um, financial coaching and I was like, oh, this is interesting, right? Because money is a factor. Um, and I've had this extensive professional career in finance. So I was like, oh, this, this would be perfect. And then I found money coaching, which is more about the behavioral side of money and the emotional side of money. And so I decided to dive in. Oh, it was so powerful. I dove into that and I became certified in 2019. I finished the program. And so I started reaching out 
trying to help women um, who have experienced intimate partner abuse get their finances in order so that they yes. don't suffer from the aftermath. So it's been proven that, well, a study was done and it showed that it costs the average woman, I think $103,000 af- after leaving an abusive relationship. It takes them about really? 10 years to financially recover mm-hmm, from, from that experience. It affects you know their education, their economic um, ability to work, uh, whether they end up losing a job or they can't get promoted because they have kids, they can't change jobs. They can't, it's just, just extensive. And so I was doing that. But then while working with my clients one-on-one, I realized that I wasn't, um, I wasn't putting my best foot forward because I could talk about the money all day Mm -hmm. and help you with the money all day. But if we're not talking about the trauma and we're not talking about Mm -hmm. the wounds and we're not talking about all the spiritual practices that I did in order for me to get to where I am today, then I'm Mm -hmm. doing you a disservice. And that's when I decided to, okay, like I need to, I need to stop being afraid to talk about the fact that I am intuitive and I am hyper spiritual and that spirituality is a huge part of healing. At least it was for me. And I believe it to be true for everyone else. And that's mm-hmm. how I moved from it all starting from anger to the space of how can I really authentically serve so Ooh. that the women in front of me experience the level of healing that I've been so grateful to have in my life. Wow. Wow. That is a story. So I I knew that you were a money coach, but I didn't know it went that deep. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Money coaching is amazing. It's amazing. I can have a conversation with someone about money and sometimes it doesn't even have to do with money. And I will tell you which archetype is driving. Like I could just in a conversation, I can tell you, oh, the victim is driving or the warrior is driving or the martyr is the leader here and be able to pinpoint, okay, like this is why you're making decisions. And and I learned that too through money coaching that even though they taught me these archetypes with money, which was pay, uh, based on Carl Jung, Jung psychology, it actually transferred over to just the way people were in general. Mm. And that was really impactful. That was really cool to have conversations with people. And I'm like, oh, and we weren't even talking about money. And I'm like, oh, I know. I know your archetypes. And they're like, what? And I would say, you're this because you said this and you spoke about it like this. And this is who's driving second because of this, this and that. And this is who's driving third. And that would like <laughs> blow their minds. <laughs> yeah, it's blowing my mind. We may have to do a show on that. Yeah, it'd be fun. <laughs> yes. But I see how you marry both of them together. What don't you do? <laughs> I don't like to clean. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, at least you had an answer for that. <laughs> well, I'm hungry. So let's get into the meat and potatoes of this show. So for the listeners, the topic is I'm triggered in my relationships. Yeah. That's a big one. It's huge. How's my sound? I hear you fine. Perfect. So I looked up a couple of examples of relationship triggers. And, you know, before I read them, I actually thought about it. I instantly went to relationship, like a romantic 
but I started peeling back some layers and I started thinking about relationships at work, relationships with family. And it surprised me that a lot of it was intertwined. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, look at Alta working my brain and she's not even here. <laughs> but today we're going to focus on relationships or whatever Alta, it flows through you. But does this sound familiar uh, with the relationship trigger when you have an issue with trust or fear about your partner's exes? or if you're emotionally withdrawn from the relationship, or you've been cheated on in the past, do yeah. you while out <laughs> in <Yep>. relationships? <laughs> all of that. All of that. All of that. All of that is true. I, I can like check all the boxes personally. So for you, what is considered a trigger response in a relationship? On top of everything you shared, um, over-pleasing. So not speaking up for yourself. So you're just going to come right out the bat, right? (laughs) You're just coming right out the gate. (laughs) That's a trigger response that most people probably don't consider to be, but it is. What does Um, that look like to you? I'm going to just go back to my ex and, and pinpoint. Okay. So, he used to just be so angry all the time. Like He did. Oh, God, he was so angry all the time. Right. And I would try not to tip the scale, right, to, to add the, the one ingredient that's going to send it over. And so, even though I was working nine to five, I would come in the house at six o'clock and... I would, as soon as I walked in the door, I would be putting a pot on the stove to start cooking. Mm -hmm. Even though we had a house with people that could do that before, that weren't working, that could have started dinner, Mm -hmm. even though I was exhausted and didn't want to cook dinner, I would immediately just start cooking, right? It wasn't about me. It was about the fact that I didn't want him to get angry. And another way that I would do that is if I didn't feel like cooking, then I would make it my responsibility. Hey, Sherelle. (laughs) I would make it. That's my love. (laughs) I would make it my responsibility to order food. Seems so like non-related. I was so afraid of him lashing out um, that my trigger response to that fear was to make sure that there was food on the table by a certain time, whether that meant I had to put it on a credit card to get it to the table mm. or I had to cook while exhausted to make sure it was at the table. Wow. So that's like an over, like, you know, overpleasing. Like, really, it's just about keeping him happy. It was nothing about, um, really not about me, even though in my mind I thought it was about me. Like, I'm just keeping me safe. I just want a smooth night. It wasn't mm. really about me. It was me trying not. It was me being afraid of what would happen. If I did not, you know, it's funny because <laughs> that sounds very relatable. It didn't look like <laughs> cooking dinner, but it's very relatable on my end. And I believe when you practice that so much that that's how you lose yourself in relationships. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's yeah. just, it becomes a thing that you do with everything. It's not like dinner is just an example. I didn't go see my family as much as I would have liked. Mm -hmm. I 
Oh, Cheryl's like, turn your camera. <laughs> Let me see. Sorry, guys. No I'm gonna, worries. I'm going to do this. Hey, okay. She said, so happy I caught it. All right. Erica okay. said, hello. Yeah. Hey, ladies. <laughs> you see more of my file organizing things here. Um, <laughs> but even though like it translated to so many things, to so many other things, and it wasn't just food. Like it was, like I was saying, me not going to see my family, me not going back to school like I wanted to. Like oh, it, it just became, like you said, you be, you lose yourself. You do lose yourself when you yeah. start to live in these trigger responses. And they, this is a more mild one, um, trigger response as a norm. Becomes a way of being. Yeah, it truly becomes a lifestyle, a toxic lifestyle. Any other examples of what it could look like to you? <sighs> a trigger response in a relationship. Now I'm going to talk about my healthy relationship that I'm in now. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> a trigger response that has happened in the. Oh, I get triggered all the freaking time um, with my partner. What I have mastered is the ability to process through the trigger. Um, and I think that's something that's important for people to know. So like I've healed when I think about my exes, I'm, I'm not re-triggered by that, mm. but my partner is my active co-healer. <laughs> he I triggers me and brings things up in me that I need to work through, that I need to better understand, um, so that I can be a better person. So an example would be sheesh. Look at Sherelle. Think of one. She said yes to healthy relationships. Yeah. It's, oh, it's so beautiful when you get here. We're trying to think of one with him. Um, I'll, I'll just, I can't, because they don't happen so often. <laughs> That's beautiful. Um, like, like big ones. They're not big. And so I'm trying to think. I remember our first, my first trigger response. Oh, no, I'll talk about me thinking he was cheating on me. I'll talk about that. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. So I was cheated on in all of my past relationships. And we went through a little period where we were we were a little pulled apart. We were a little pulled apart and we weren't really doing the work like we wanted to, but we really didn't know what or how to do that. Probably the and how. So, yeah, mm. so there was just a gap. Um, but I remember myself like, go through his phone, see what he's doing. Did it like going through it inside internally. Had I gone through his phone, it would have been nothing, right? Because my password is, is uh, his password is my birthday and is vice versa. That, that's been our thing from the beginning. We don't hide things from mm -hmm. one another. Um, but I had to work through that. And it was it felt really, really real to me. I really thought that something had to be going on because he wasn't talking to me like we usually talk. We weren't, you know, Ooh. having sex as often as we usually had it. Like things are just not going in the direction. And my automatic trigger response is he's cheating because it's my brain remembering what it, this, this looked like this from the past. So what mm -hmm. are you going to do about it? Like, cause we need to fix it. Right? We need to make sure you're protected. We need to make sure you're safe and you don't get hurt again. And going down the rabbit hole. That um, panic mode, right? Oh my goodness. Oh, I, and I even went into warrior mode because I was like, it's going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. Like financially, I'm going to be all right. It's no big deal. The lease is over and da -da -da, I'm out of it. <laughs> Girl. Right? Going down this spiral. And it wasn't until I asked him. Right? That, that was the first step was just to ask, like, what's going on? 
and and then sharing what I felt to be true for me. And I remember saying, I feel my like you're cheating, but I know you're not because you've never given me a reason to believe that. So like, I need you to know that I really don't think you are, but that my body is responding as if you are. Mm-hmm. And if we keep going this way, like it's gonna like it's gonna overload me. And so like mm-hmm. we need to have this conversation. We need to figure out. Um, why we're having this disconnect and it was an amazing conversation and we've had multiple conversations like that that then lead to beautiful outcomes and so that could have gone bad it could have mm-hmm. it really could have it's funny um how you're mentioning how it made you feel like you're going back to how it felt mm-hmm. it reminds me of that book the body keeps the score by bessel van kolk mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Your body remembers mm-hmm. it does. And whether we stuff the emotions down, our body is telling us the truth. Yeah. Trauma is stored in the body. Yeah. It is literally stored in the tissues and the fibers of your body. Your body stores it in a location and a smell, um, you know, a smell, a, a color, a sound, mm-hmm. anything could re-trigger that based on how the body stored it like what parts of that trauma traumatic experience the body decided to store as a memory you know it, i shared a story before in the book he talked about this one of his clients who anytime he i'm just gonna well i won't say any restaurant but he would go to restaurant a and he would always become ill and so he thought maybe it was a fluke and Maybe he, it was just that day. And then he went back again and he became ill and he would violently vomit and he just could not keep the food down. So he goes through some sessions with uh, Van Kolk and come to find out the reason why he was becoming ill at that particular restaurant, because when he was a child, that's when his parents told him that they were getting a divorce mm-hmm. and he violently vomited maybe right in the restaurant or when he got home. I don't know, but it stayed within him. So that's when he was, I don't know, nine or 12. I don't know. But now here he is in 30 something years old and he was still become violently ill. That's crazy. Isn't that that's crazy. And until he connected the two? Cause that was a trigger. Mm-hmm. That was it. He never got sick again at that restaurant. That's the power of recognizing your triggers. Yes. That's the power of understanding it. Um, yeah. Doing the work, doing the work to get in tune with your body, like become your best advocate. Like your body is your partner, not your enemy. So how can we use it to help us when we're doing this healing stuff? Right. Like you usually will feel the trigger in your body before you know in your mind. Mm-hmm. It's like all happening. Your stomach might not up. Your hands get sweaty. Your body gets hot. Then you react. So the question would be, do you ignore it? Or do you sit in it? I always say sit in it. There is, that is the, that's where the magic is. When we ignore our triggers, they stay as these very violent cautionary. And I'm not going to say violent because in that situation, it was violent on his body. It was like an assault on himself. So yeah, maybe it is. It but, is violence. It's self-violence. Yeah. yeah. It is. Uh, may I read? <laughs> hey, Laquita. 
you need to check out her channel. I, I know you haven't heard of her, but it's Blind Guy, His Wife, and Their Life. I love that. Isn't it? And her husband really is blind, but they have the really? coolest talk. Yeah, I like, you know, because of my work. Blind work's Guy, His Wife, and Their Life. I love that. It is like, it's like watching a, a TV show, but mm. I see people that look like us. It's really cool. Mm. I'm going to have to check them out. <laughs> yeah, you need to. Uh, she said trauma is deep rooted, but these restaurants be suspect. That too. That's why he went twice and three times. Like maybe it was just that day. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. And one more. Let's see. Sherelle said, uh, laugh my butt off. All to love sitting in the feelings. I run. <laughs> no, Sherelle. That is true. That is so true. I absolutely love sitting in a Sherelle. It's like, I don't want it. <laughs> I, I used don't to want it. But a it's, it's a process. It's a skill. It's something you learn over time. It feels really uncomfortable in the beginning. I think what makes it even more uncomfortable for me in the beginning was the fact that like turning it around and putting it on yourself. You're basically saying something needs to be fixed within me. Like there's something I need to look at within me. And that is uncomfortable. So let me ask you a question. I'm going to put up this infographic. And since we have some people in the chat, I really want to hear you all's response to this and i want you all to choose one alta i want you to 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 choose one also okay so the question is how do you all react when you're being triggered whether you know you're triggered or not you may not use that word but your body or actions show that you are triggered so do you lash out that's that upper left hand corner box let me take this off excuse me Do you ignore it? That's that upper right picture. Or do you play the blame game and you're pointing at somebody else but not yourself? And then the lower left picture is everything's all right. Just ignore it and put your mask on. <laughs> yeah, I can relate to all of those. Any look familiar to you? For me, I... I'm like, none of them. <laughs> <laughs> but if I had to pick one, I would say the first one. Ah, mm -hmm. okay. Interesting. I've experienced all four. I'm very fluid with that. I'm not proud of it, but that's been, I've experienced that as well. For me, and anger is definitely one of them. Acting like it didn't happen is absolutely not one of them for me. Um, the second one, what you said, is like ignoring it, mm -hmm. right? Is that the second one, ignoring it? Yes. Uh, I can say maybe a little bit of that. What, mm -hmm. what are the What are the audience people saying? What are they What are they picking? Let's see. We have. Oh. Well, Sherelle says, none for me either. I get quiet and go within. Mm. Well, that would be the same as the upper right corner picture. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, the withdrawal. Yeah, okay. Okay. I think for me, like, what, what I tend to do is embody it. Then or now? In the moment. Ooh. Now, now, now. Back then, it was absolutely anger. Um, but now what I do is 
And I think that's why I was like, not. Nah. <laughs> Did you read her comment? She's <laughs> Oh, I am high five in that one. I'm Can I do it too? <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. She is so funny. So this is an audio podcast. Let me read. <laughs> Sherelle said, Little West Side lives within. So I try my best not to do number one anymore. And blind guy and his wife said, let's just say <laughs> I'm every woman. I'm every woman. <laughs> Oh, it's my all God. in me. Anything you want from me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can take it. I can take it. Yeah. I, yeah. I think anger, anger was absolutely my first one. Oh, I've done some things in my days. Boy. Yeah. I will not put that on this podcast because <laughs> I can. Whoa. <laughs> oh, I've done some things. <laughs> yeah. But can we revisit what you said as well as Sherelle? said about sitting in it what does that look like because i believe that's the crux that's a turning point where oh yeah starts. oh my god it looks i think it looks fundamentally it looks the same the experience not so much <laughs> fundamentally the process is acknowledging recognizing okay this is here and then giving it a voice mm. giving it a voice yeah sherelle says i don't ignore the art process she does she does. She absolutely does in her own way. And I, and I think that's important to say it's in your own way, right? Um, in your own journey. For me, it looks like embodying it. So I'm talking about t- today. I was, I was angry. I'm in the process of trying to get a house. Um, and I was on the phone with a banker and she's telling me all the reasons why it's not going to happen for me. And I got so angry with her like I was like I'm so effing frustrated right now right and I cried and I then started to doubt like is this really not gonna happen for me so then I you know doubt came up so then I gave doubt a voice I let doubt come out and I can feel it now it's the bringing it up the giving it a voice and letting it pass through me Mm. because if I say no I'm not angry no I'm not frustrated no I don't feel doubt I'm lying to myself Mm. And I'm also not honoring the fact that these feelings are coming up, which means they get to just fester inside of me and become a co-creator of what I'm trying to create. And I don't need them in this process. I don't. Can you go a little deeper in that? I love that. The become a co-creator. Yeah. So these trapped emotions and these trapped feelings that we have subconsciously inform our decisions. Subconsciously inform how we maneuver the the actions that we take or don't take the risks that we take or don't take um and energetically they're vibrating mm. like they're vibrating they're alive i had to write um, that down that <laughs> struck a nerve with me right there you did that kind of hit me in the gut a little bit did it? <laughs> that's that processing yeah but that's what that's what it looks like for me it's the giving it space to exist Mm -hmm. because it's here (sighs) giving it a voice and then letting it go Mm. at the end of that it was like okay like this is what this person is telling me and what she said didn't feel good Mm. but it's just not possible with her it doesn't mean it's not possible somewhere else 
And two hours later, I had a conversation that, um, so I, I have a day job that I'm going to be getting a promotion. So Congratulations. Look at the universe and God, like I'm over here crying, like, ah, but allowing it to pass through and not holding on, not sitting over there like, oh my God, it's not going to happen for me. I did that for like maybe 10 minutes, 10 minutes of crying and anger and mm-hmm. doubt and just processing, processing, processing. Right. And then when I was done, I let it go and I got back to doing what I needed to do. And the universe comes around like, we got you. Yes. <laughs> we got you. So would you agree that when people are triggered in relationships that more than likely it happened from an event, not really the event that's happening present, but something from back? Oftentimes, yes. Yeah. Um, and I think it's it's the preface to this is first knowing that you're actually in a relationship that's safe um, and that's healthy and you have a supportive partner. Um, when you know this to be true of the person that sits across from you, then that gives you the space to be able to say, okay, what I'm, how I'm reacting and the way that I'm responding is not a real reflection of the person who's actually sitting across from me. Mm-hmm. You know, that person doesn't deserve for me to respond and react in this way because they've never, like, I, that's not what this is about. So I'm going to take this as an, as an opportunity to go do the work. So yes, if you're in a safe, supportive relationship, a trigger is absolutely Uh, most likely has nothing to do with your partner. I love that. I love that. Before I (laughs) went to therapy, (laughs) I would be triggered, but little did I know that it was a trigger from emotional abandonment growing up. But I never knew that because I had a house never missed a meal. And it's funny that I have had some relationships where my partner was emotionally distant, but it felt comfortable. Wasn't right for me. Wasn't my fit, but it was comfortable. So I navigated to what was comfortable and that was feeling emotionally unsafe in a relationship. That's powerful. That realization is powerful. And I think you just touched on a gray area. A gray area because I said where you feel safe, secure, and supported. And in this unhealthy, uh, emotionally unavailable relationship, you felt safe, secure, and supported. It was your norm. Yet it wasn't the environment in which you could actually heal. No. And so I guess a preface to even what I shared is getting clear about what you want. I love it. I think mm. if you get clear about what you want, then you can pick someone that embodies that energy, embodies that vision and that character. Uh, my partner was not my type mm. when I met him. Really? Um, mm-hmm. I, I absolutely did not think we would ever be in a relationship because he was not my type. Um we were friends. We were really, really good friends. We became oh, really, wow. really good friends. And then love was born from that. Wow. And, yeah. And so I knew him. Mm. You know, like I knew him. I didn't know the guy that was trying to get me. I knew him, the guy that was sitting across from me. I, I, I know about his past, his transgressions, you know, things he mm. loves, things he hates. Like I knew him as a friend. We 
we were friends, genuine freaking friends. And I think that was an, an amazing gift. So I guess, yeah, the preface to, to being able to say that the person across from you is not really triggering you. And it's from a past event is first knowing what you want. Mm-hmm. Second, having a partner that is in alignment with what you want for your future, that is supportive, that holds safe space yeah. that honors you. And then you can make that decision. I love how you just, we just did that because I answered and you sharing your story. It's just like, okay, well, no, cause that fits here, but it's not right. Let's pull that apart a little more. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pull up that infographic that I sent you. Yes. I yeah. love that infographic. <laughs> I felt your spirit through it. Because <laughs> based on our conversation we had and I, it literally came to me. I said, yeah. Ooh, so I'm going to share it with the listeners. And then again, I would love to hear your feedback. And if you feel safe enough to type in the comments, what resonates with you? There's four categories of being triggered. So let's see, here it is. And I'll read some out loud since it is an audio podcast as well. So you can either fight, flight, freeze or fawn so i'll t- i'll take the upper and you can t- read the lower how about that that works okay so fight temper when we touched on these temper and angry outbursts you can be aggressive dominates and controls others demands perfection from others pursues power and control or impulsive decision mm. Woo, impulsive decision making, assertive. You can be a bully. That could be an emotional bully. Incessant criticizing, enraging, or the flight, having feelings of panic and anxiety, a workaholic, being obsessive and or compulsive, those behaviors. You're always on the go and staying busy. Mm-hmm. Over mm, overwearing perfectionism, being an overachiever, hyperactive, and overly analytical. I don't even want to say how many I resonate with. <laughs> I know. I, ooh, ooh. So we have freeze, which is depression, dissociation, brain fog, avoids human contact, detached, struggles with making decisions, hibernating, lifeless, and feeling dead inside. Just mm. like that hopeless feeling. Oh, I remember that too. Um, yes. Fawn, people pleasing. And I want to say fawn is newer because it used to be fight, flight, or freeze. Exactly. Um, fawn is newer and it's people pleasing, codependent, uh, has a hard time standing up for themselves and saying no, lack of boundaries, defers to others in decision-making, avoids Mm. conflict, and highly concerned with, I can't see that bottom part. I can't either. All good. (laughs) But we're fine on that. All good. Yeah, that is something else. Again, I'm fluid. I can see myself in all four. Yeah. Yeah, I can. Would you say you like, currently see or not currently but like actively still working through the process of moving through these 
Oh, yes, with the fawn for sure. Mm-hmm. The people pleasing. As a matter of fact, that's a great segue because that's what I'm going to be on um, on Erica's podcast mm-hmm. on Sunday that. about people pleasing. I saw that. Yeah. I'm excited because that's a big one. It's huge. It's a big one. It's There's so much fear in that. Yeah. It, it so is. I yeah. think, yeah. I won't. I won't go on a tangent. Oh no! Go ahead. It's like <laughs> no, I was going to say. Here for. I can. Anger by far really is. I would say still my biggest thing. Um, he's blind guy. His wife in their life. Good grief! Too many of these shoes fit. Listen. <laughs> No judgment, sis. Listen, right now for me, anger, yeah, I would still say anger. Anger, I used to be so, I used to not have any control. I even, like, I had to take anger management classes. Mm. Best gift I ever got. Because up until that point, and, and it wasn't even the whole thing. It was the one thing that the the facilitator said that clicked in my brain and allowed me to see it differently. And it was... Why waste your energy? Because you didn't like this person before you fought. And you're still not going to like this person after you fight. That's such a waste of energy. Wow. And that hit me so hard. And that was it. That was it. From that day forward, you could stare me down all you wanted. And I would just shake my booty a little harder for you to see. I was not into to, and I used to say, you're upset. That's your problem. You deal mm. with that. <laughs> like, How they say, that's a you that. problem. Right. That, yeah, that has nothing to do with me. That's your problem. Um, and that, I think from that point on, the only fights I got into were with my abusers, but not with other people anymore. <laughs> 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 so anger by far, and it still is. Anger still is. And I like to, like, anger is a, is a, is a second emotion, right? Like, it's not the first emotion. Anger is the second emotion. So mm-hmm. it's the feeling of something else and then anger stepping in as the response. For me, my natural then protector is this rawr, anger. Right. Um, what I have learned is I don't fight it. I've just changed my perspective on a lot of things. Um, mm. So when it does, it doesn't come up as often, but when it does come up, in those moments, I give it space. Mm-hmm. I give it space. Sherelle saw me have a whole breakdown like a week or two ago. Right. <laughs> she watched the whole process. She watched it play out. She watched it all play out. <laughs> it was too funny. What a good support system. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to pull sure. this up again. You know what else resonates with me? is in the fawn category is avoiding conflict mm. and having a hard time to to saying no which is not the case now but definitely the avoiding conflict that that resonated with me i can take that for can me you know? it's uh, the temper and, ang- and angry outbursts by all means aggression um mm-hmm. the demanding perfection from others also because I demanded that perfection of myself. Mm, um, that's deep. Yeah. That's and deep. so I think it's just, oh, 
when you can start to look at things, look at yourself through an objective lens and not mm-hmm. through um, like no criticism, like just objectively observing yourself, then you can make so many connections with the way you are with other people and the expecta- expectations that we have of other people. Right. I, no. <laughs> No, there are certain expectations, yes, but there are other expectations that really are to serve our ego, um, to try to help us feel better about us, and those ain't right. Those aren't right, and so when you can learn to be objective, I think you can start to make start to see those connections, like I just did, demanding perfection of others because I was demanding it of myself. And and me being hard on them was alleviating the pressure of me being hard on me. Girl. So. <sighs> <laughs> it's real, though. The object, being objective, it is real. But I believe you have to um, get clear. At least for me. That's worked for me, getting clear. But what works for me may be different for other people. But when you become clear, I believe that's when being objective starts to become almost second nature. Yeah, what what helped me start to be objective was the mantra logic over emotion. Explain. I would repeat that to myself millions of times a day (laughs) Um, because my emotion was unstable. And Ooh. so I couldn't make decisions based on the fact that I was angry or I was excited or I was sad or I was eat. Like I couldn't make decisions based off of my emotions. They were so unpredictable. I was in trauma mm. recovery. Like I was healing my mind. On the other hand, my logic, I could use that. I could ask myself, is this actually a logical decision? What are the long-term benefits of this or what is the long-term negative implications of me making this decision wow emotions not involved right so like just logically let's be real what are the facts Mm -hmm. here (laughs) and how can i make sure that i'm making decisions and taking action in alignment with my future vision and not decisions or things based on past life right Mm -hmm. and i think that's a big thing like that's that's what started to help me develop that objectivity Right. Um, but being able to just look at things for what they are and not make it so much about me. Things are just what they are. That sounds like being observant. Yeah. Hmm. So you've given different tips. What if someone wants to try it and learn when they're being triggered or, or be observant with it? What is one small thing, even if it's tiny like a mustard seed what is something that they can do to at least get them on that path i have a workbook you can download (laughs) that is called honor your triggers um but if there's one thing i can give them is breathe Mm, yes breathe when you feel your emotion because it triggers your your body's responding and usually it's an overwhelm right? An overwhelm of emotions. I mean, even people pleasing is an overwhelm. It's an overwhelm of like, oh my God, da, da, da. and then it's like, okay. Right. Exactly. And so if you can breathe, if you can get yourself to take a nice deep breath, not just a, like a, 
do that a couple of times. You can just start to create space mm-hmm. between the trigger and your reaction. That's the, I think that's where you start. It's not about avoiding the trigger and it may not even be about working through the trigger, but it's about creating space so that you can recognize the trigger. Right. Recognize what's happening. Recognize what's going on. And it'll take time for you to then go to the next step of not, um, and I think I said that on Erica's podcast, was not giving in to it. That's going to take time, right? For first, it's just recognize. And one of the things that I did when I started to, to do this work, it was um, to not respond. That was hard. Y- yes. You know what? And that was something for me not responding at that moment, but I was extremely reactionary mm-hmm. and not responsive or, or not responsive enough. Mm. Or it was, it was a lot. Yeah, it, it is. And I think um, at, at the center of all of it is if you're single or if you're with a partner, effective communication, because you need to know how to communicate with yourself. <laughs> it's not just about talking to other people, but learning to talk with yourself. Like we don't put enough emphasis on talking to yourself. It's like, oh, you crazy talk. No, crazy people don't talk to themselves. They think they're talking to other people. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's just an umbrella Say thing it. out there. Okay, you can talk to yourself. What mm. is the saying that crazy people don't think they're crazy, and sane people know that they're crazy? <laughs> Have you heard? That? Crazy people don't know that they're crazy. Same people know that they're crazy. Uh, we are all crazy. <laughs> we are all crazy by nature. I believe that. Um, but talking with yourself, actually with compassion, with love. And if you can't do that, then talk to yourself as if you were a friend talking to yourself. Yes. Or talk to yourself as if you were talking to a friend and trying to give them empathy. That's very key. I I didn't get that at first when I first heard it a few years ago, but I get it, mm-hmm. and it it does help. And I'm actively working on it. It's a, I'm, it's a definite a process. It's a I just want to let everybody know watching this. You can take a screenshot of this picture. This, if you're interested in getting in touch with Alta, you can take a screenshot of this picture. And I also, I just dropped the link to her website as well as her Instagram and just click on it. It's live right now. Just click on the link and follow her, follow her, get on her newsletter. And just, she has a lot of great information. She's a beautiful soul. Beautiful soul to me. Thank you. I so appreciate you. Oh, appreciate you too. I'm going to bite your cheeks off. (laughs) They chunky. They've been their way forever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. Let me read this. Oh, Laquita is so cool. She said, Alta gives these experience-based solutions that are so insightful. It's helpful to hear how she has used various methods to manage and balance and ground herself. Light bulb emojis. <laughs> that just warmed me up. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's... I'm glad you I'm glad that, that it's been resonating with you. Yes. With people. It's so, really um go ahead. Is really what? Listen, it's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's really beautiful when um it's an affirmation. 
for me and one that I'm very, very grateful for. Yes, that it shows. Oh, this is spirit talking. As we're talking right now, my email (laughs) just popped up and it was from Alta. Huh? But not you. It's a tennis association, but it's called Alta. So I look, I'm like, what? Why is Alta emailing? But it's a, that spirit. Listen, it's like, say it again. It's so beautiful because even though, you know, like you were, healing is a journey. Honoring our triggers is a part of that journey. There's so many lessons in our life's experiences. If we Mm. can just seek the medicine out, if we can change our relationship to those traumatic experiences, Um, And it doesn't mean that they weren't traumatic. It just means that you get to say, okay, that was the bad stuff. What are the good things? Because from this day forward, when I think about that memory, I want to think about the good things that I got from that experience. Mm. I want to change that. And I feel like triggers are the beginning of you being able to do that because a trigger lets you know, hey, there's a wound here. I'm this child. Like, and I like to depict it in that way. Either a child or sometimes I talk about it like a cut. If you have a cut, I'm going to give that one. If you have a cut on your hand yeah, and somebody's poking it, it hurts because the cut is there. So right. you know, hey, there's a cut here. Sometimes you cut yourself and you don't see it and you go and start seasoning your meat and then it burns. Mm-hmm. That's a trick, right? Like that's a trick. It's like, hey, Back. I'm here. And so if we can look at our triggers like that as, as indicators, as beacons, as supporters for us on this journey and for you to be able to say, okay, I might need to cut this back open. Like it looks like it's healed, but clearly it's not. I may need to right. cut this back open so Get that I can cut out of it what is festering, what is rotting, what is spoiling. Clean it out. And does that process feel good? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. It hurts like hell. But if you don't do that, then it just gets worse and worse and it rots and it rots. And then on the surface, it looks like it's all good, but on the inside, it's not. And so your mm-hmm. trigger is your go here, open that up, clean that out, and now fill mm-hmm. it back in with love, fill mm-hmm. it back in with compassion, fill it back in with gratitude and all these amazing things. And now stitch it up and now let it heal. Yeah. And so being that's where the being patient with yourself part. Yeah, you know, when you don't clean it out, that's the cycle of the repeated relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. In order for you to change your your anything, it starts within you. Because if you say the same, you're not going to create something different. You have yeah. to. You have to change. Do the IG with the um, at R2E coach. I need to delete that Instagram. Well, let's delete that right there. <laughs> I need to delete that one. Speaking I created of- it, but I don't know why I'm emotionally attached to it. Because it's my name. <laughs> right. Well, speaking of that, before we get off, you mind telling everybody about your coaching and the healing circles? Yes, yes. That I've <sighs> I've been honored and ble- I've been honored to be invited and blessed to have experienced being in one of Alta's healing circles. Mm. So good for the soul. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm just sitting here admiring you. <laughs> 
Mari, you share that. So I have um, monthly healing circles for women. And it's a, like, I'm trying to find a way to describe it, but I I like to say it's the fight against the patriarchy. (laughs) But it's deeper. It's the reclaiming of our authenticity. It's the being with our emotions and the uncomfortableness and the safety that you get from being in this space of being in a circle of other women that are here with you. Um, No one's judging you. Like everyone's in there just pouring love into the other person, pouring love into themselves and being really real. And that's what I think that's what I love about it the most. It is such a real and beautiful space. Um, But they're monthly healing circles. They happen once a month and it's a membership program. Mm-hmm. And the reason it's a membership is because I want you to commit to the process. Mm-hmm. If you come to one circle, it's amazing. You're going to feel it. It's a beautiful, beautiful space to be in. I, I, it's as much for, for me as it is for the women that step in. But when you say, I want to go deeper, I want to continue to be held accountable I want to continue to explore and be held, like to be held by other women that are on this journey too and know that I'm not alone and hear the wisdom that these other women openly share. That's where that three month comes in, right? You come back, you're you're learning more from one another. You're building a deeper relationship and a container. So it's a three month commitment. And then after the end of the three months, you can sign up for another three, you can sign up for six months. Um, but I always start with three and that gives you the space to really experience it and decide if the circle is for you. Mm. Um, the coaching that I do, the one-on-one coaching is really just to go deeper, just to go deeper. If something is coming up for you in the circle that you want to kind of dive into, we can do that in the coaching. And I also offer Oracle readings in the circle. So all the members get an Oracle reading, um, that they can use every month, once a month for whatever reason they desire. If our circle ends early on any given time, I just do one for whoever wants one. Mm -hmm. And it's an amazing process because in the circle, I am calling in the process that goes into circle is, is very expensive, but in the process, I'm calling in my guides, my spirit guides, my angels, my Mm -hmm. ancestors, but then I'm also inviting the spirit guides, the angels and the ancestors of every woman that is stepping in and I'm inviting them because I need their support to hold this container. And I think that's what makes it feel the way that it does. Yes. It's, it's an actual container. It's a safe container. That's why, may I give you my experience and share my experience? And Sherelle, if you're still on here, I know you said it is the best. But type a couple of more, cut some more words in there and just let everybody else know. So while, if she does that, so the one word that I can describe the healing circle is safe. I didn't know you were the only person that I knew on there. And I've seen Sherelle on Instagram and on um, other podcasts, but I still, I don't know anyone, but I felt safe enough where I can just open up because I knew there was no judgment and it was very, everyone was so kind, so kind and loving. And it is just the, I don't want to give away too much, but I will say the golden weave that you talk about Mm -hmm. that 
resonates with me. And I love how you start off with it just like that. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Sherelle said, yes, I'm here. Yes, it's a massage for the soul, monthly maintenance for the soul. And she said her circles are so amazing. I love that. Thank you, my love. (laughs) Thank you. So that is right now. So the next circle that we're going to have is February 20th. Um, They always happen on a Sunday, usually the second Sunday, unless there's a holiday. And then it'll be the third Sunday of the month. Um, they're two hours long. And so if if this is something that's resonating with you, if it's something you've never experienced and you just want to see what it's all about, DM me, send me a message, send me an email and let's just get you in so you can see what, see what it's all about. And I'll happily answer any of your questions, but you're going to learn so much just by coming in and trusting in that container. So there's time. (laughs) Sherelle said one of the best investments that I have made. Mm, Wait, you said February 20th? Make sure I'm not working that day. (laughs) (laughs) You remember that conversation we had? Uh I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) oh, look, Laquita said, I gave away too much, Ursula. We want the warmth too. (laughs) Well, come experience it. The doors are open. The circles are kept small on purpose. Um, as the membership grows, the circles will never have more than 10 women in them for the, like just just the way that I facilitate them. That's my um, my commitment to making sure that every woman that comes in gets what she needs um, mm-hmm. from the space. So very intimate space. Very It's very beautiful. I'm so grateful that I that I this happened before I became certified as a circle facilitator. Really? Yeah. This started two years ago from my spiritual mentor that said, you need to put a yellow around your logo. And then at the top of last year, I had a spiritual coach. She's like, I keep seeing a yellow circle behind your head. (laughs) She's like, go buy one. And she's like, better yet, go paint one. And so I went into nature and that's, I just went into the woods with my headphones, my paint, my brushes, the canvas and did my thing. Um, when I finally found circles, I was like, I, I like, it's been a journey guiding mm-hmm. me to this point, And I didn't even know. I didn't even know. See? Wow. That's it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> you see, I'm digesting all of it. That's a lot, but a beautiful lot. Mm-hmm. Would you like to leave us with any special feeling and thing that we can take home with us? Mm-hmm. A lot. Let me think of one. The first one that came to my head, and I guess I'm just going to trust it, is that you are worthy simply because you exist. Mm. You are worthy of all the things that you want, all the things you desire, of peace of happiness, abundance, love. Mm. You don't have to prove yourself to get mm. it. That's what I want to leave with. I love that. I was trying to think of something else. I was like, no, I don't want to no. say that. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to say it. <laughs> no, that's beautiful. You know, When you find, feel that from within, mm-hmm. 
you will attract that. Like attracts like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's oh, you're worthy. It's imperative to say it, but feel it because subconscious attracts subconscious of someone yeah. else as well. So I love those I just words. Got this, um, I'm going to share this too, but it's you're worthy of healing. Ooh. Ooh. You don't have to be in pain. I just had that conversation. Did you? Literally. What time is it? Oh, I have chills. <gasps> I had that conversation at four o'clock, what, five hours ago with someone. Mm-hmm. I think it was oh. a confirmation. Are we stopping? I like that name. They said, I love that your voice is so soothing. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know who you are, but thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Are we stopping? I like that. Are we stopping? Make sure and subscribe to that YouTube channel, please. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Live a great story. Yes. I love it. That's right. Live a great story. Mm-hmm. Mm. I love that. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's I Joan. It. Oh, Joan. I know who it is. Yes. <laughs> I can see her in your circles, too. Yeah? Yes. The type of person she is. Yes. Well, Joan. I really can. <laughs> I'd love to hear about it. I'd love to hear more about Joan and, and hear from you if you're open to it, if it feels good to you. I think that's important with the circle. I always say that to people. Um, when you feel like this is your space, come. But I don't try to convince anyone to come or um, anything along those lines. It's too much of a sacred space. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So... We are going to conclude. Just stay on after we we finish here, okay? Yes. Please. Oh, uh, blind guy and his wife said all the best. She's so positive. All the best sentiments, peace, love, abundance, worthy of healing. Mm -hmm. She gets it. Yep. Yep. Your words resonated with her. I love it. This is so amazing. Yeah. This is so amazing. Um, thank you. Oh, and here's another one. She said, Joan said, it sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. going to look out for you. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, Joan is, I always liked her. She's she's really um, good people. Very loving and special. I think you're an awesome human, so I trust your judgment. <laughs> I think you're a smart woman. No. I do. I <laughs> now all our sisters in the circle miss miss you. They're, they they've been like, "Where's Ursula? Really? <laughs> Where's Ursula?" Sherman was like, "Tell her we're asking about her." I was like, "I will." <laughs> I have a new job. I'm gonna be there, girls. I'll be there. I'll be there soon. I'll be there soon. You're all sending you love. Oh my god. I receive it. I receive it. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. Make sure and tune in next week 
Oh, I'm going to have, mm, I'm going to have LaDana back on. LaDana, <laughs> she is a coach that coaches procrastination. She talk about triggers. She triggered me <laughs> even researching for her to come on, but she was so good. People were so into it. She's coming back again. So with that I'm being sorry. said, you all make sure and follow black girls getting their shift together on all social media platforms, as well as all audio platforms. Cause I do have a podcast. There'll be replays of this plus a little extra, extra, but you'll have to, Make sure instance. Oh, and give your girl a five star review. <laughs> yes, please. I got a five star review. That's <laughs> oh, important. Still getting comments. Joan said, I have to say, I'm in full flight mode. Thanks. My soul was refreshed. Mm. <sighs> Talk about that container we set when we came in. You said talk about the container? Yeah, I'm saying like, like just, you know, we, we, we grounded. We set that container. We called in. We sure did we before we went live. For this and trust, to trust that this was going to be in service. I love it. Thank you for sharing that, Joan. Thank you, ladies. This was beautiful. Worthy of a five-star review. Thank you. Uh, I have some great listeners. Everyone, have a good evening, and I will see you next week. Thank you, Alta. Thank you. Bye. This for the queen. Sisters manifesting their dreams. Get your cream by any means and being with self-esteem. Beauty supreme and Buddha walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Or a doctor, red wine or vodka. Redesign your spots and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh? Brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate, sun kiss goddess, heavenly order. Levitate, tribe of Ashanti. Black girl magic, melanin popping. Whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure. You got to love a black girl getting a shift together. Black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, man. These black girls are getting a shift together. This for the queen, sisters manifesting their dreams. Get your cream by any means and being with self-esteem. Beauty supreme and Buddha walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh? Brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate, sun kiss goddess, heavenly order. Levitate, tribe of Ashanti Black girl magic, melanin popping Whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage You a gift and a treasure You got to love a black girl getting a shift together Black girls are getting a shift together These black girls getting a shift together Man, these black girls are getting a shift together These black girls getting a shift together, dog. joining me on this episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. If anything you heard today made your soul vibrate, please like, comment, and share this episode with two of your friends. Thank you and I love you all.